Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Apparently, it's become a thing on some dating websites where instead of going through the usual process of chit-chat and to avoid time-wasting and disappointment, one half of the potential couple sends the other a Google form to fill in. Is this simple common sense or an officious passion killer? Lisa McFarland is a relationship coach based in Belfast. Afternoon, Lisa. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. It sounds awful. <laughs> Excellent answer. <laughs> does it sound does, does it sound awful to you? <laughs> well, it definitely doesn't sound um, like it's going to spark passion. But here we are in the 21st century trying to date, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's merits to it. And if I'm coaching couples who are sort of starting out on their journey, I would definitely recommend doing things like core values, which I think from reading the article is what the people who are doing are trying to get at, you know. Mm. I'm not too sure about the toilet roll one, but which way, I'm not sure if that's yeah. like an actual deal breaker Wait, for dating. Just for, yeah, and just for the uh, for the listeners, the, 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 they have one, they did find one example of it. The first question is, are you married? Fair enough. Mm. Second question, yes. are you in therapy? Third question, as you said, Lisa, how does he position the toilet paper? The fourth mm-hmm. one is, um, uh, here are four sentences. Could he please identify the one that contains a homophone? Uh, like, <laughs> that's the like general knowledge quiz as well. <laughs> well, they needn't send me that one. No, I, I must admit, I had to Google it too. <laughs> yeah, I think people are just well, what I hear when I'm coaching my one-to-one clients who are looking for love. They everybody's getting a little bit jaded with the dating apps, mm. and I think this is an attempt to um, possibly weed people out. I mean, an example I could give is um, somebody might say, "Would you ever think of doing your love language test?" And if the response to that is no I don't believe in that rubbish then you're gonna think to yourself hmm is this someone I want to start dating yeah okay what is a love language test pardon what is a love language test so it's just you go online it's a free test um so there are a gentleman made this test it's just a tool that we like to use and there are five they are said to be five love languages time touch words of affirmation, acts of service, and gifts. So if our love languages match, so it's a nice little test, a funny little test, um, and they, you get a little pie chart back to say what your primary love language is, what your secondary love language is, and then it sort of percentages the whole way down. So if you have similar love languages, your relationship is probably going to be a little bit smoother. Mm-hmm. Um but if you have quite different love languages, it doesn't mean the relationship's not going to work. It just means we might have to try to speak each other's love language a little bit more. Yeah. Though I suppose, would it be fair, it just strikes me anyway, that, 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 that when I was reading about this, that it's, it's part of like the online dating line, but it's also because a lot of the people on there are a bit older and they've less time mm. to be wasting. Whereas, you yeah. know, when I was a young fella, you know, you'd like have two pints and snog someone you know and that was like the way it worked <laughs> Love it. kind of thing that is the way it worked yeah you weren't going around asking people what their core values were. Yeah, no yeah no no and we have to also say from that point of view meeting someone face to face i mean we have to figure out if there's that little spark that little bit of chemistry so we well, there could be a possibility that we're ruling people out that 
possibly we could have that spark with. Um, I'm not. It, it's not a bad idea. It's a good idea. You know, start a bit of conversation. I have um, someone in my life who, once they were dating someone about a month or six weeks, they sent them a um, basically a seven-page document about, okay, here are my things that have happened to me before. Here's what I'm worried about. Can you meet me here? Sort of thing. And she sort of thought, well, Whoa. it's either going to he's either going to run for the hills or he's going to settle into this is my normal you know and they're still together four years later okay that's good that's good i think because i suppose the interesting thing about this form is that or potentially interesting is that the person sending the form like when you get if you're given the form that tells you probably something about the person who sent you the form yeah exactly exactly possibly very type a personality you know yeah and and also like as the the, the, uh, you're referring to your client there Sometimes it's easier to write things down because, you know, when you yeah. try and speak them out, you don't yeah. find the right 100%. words. 100%. And you're absolutely right about the time as well. It's, you know, it's the time, it's the money, it's the, and you sit down after five minutes and go, okay, we have nothing in common here. We have nothing in common. Um, You know, so maybe it does rule that out. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yes. No, well, personally, I, I would probably, personally, I probably do like a little FaceTime call or something. But let me assure you, it's been a long time since I've, um, been single so yeah uh, <laughs> you know FaceTime was not a thing when I was single uh, well, no FaceTime was having a snog outside the pub that's what FaceTime <laughs> exactly, was the, exactly. the, uh, FaceTime uh, in our day was tell your mate I like him yeah, yes <laughs> the, and I, and I suppose also like as you say like on paper somebody could be absolutely perfect for you yeah. But there's, but there's, you yeah. know, that, that, there's that spark, there's the way your personalities mesh together that you can't exactly. really find out what that's like. Exactly. So in my world, we would talk about a thing called polarity. Have you ever heard of that? No. So polarity, like think magnets, you know, mm-hmm. so it's the opposite attracts thing. So we need that polarity in our relationship. You know, it wouldn't be good for me. I'm an extrovert, just in case you hadn't noticed. It wouldn't be good for me to be with another extrovert, because quite frankly, there wouldn't be enough oxygen in the room for both of us, you know. <laughs> um, so I, I, that's not what I need. And we need that difference in each other. Yes, we need to have similar core values. And I would actually recommend to my couples to write a little mission statement from their core values. For Mm. example, do they want to travel? Do they want to get married? Do they just, do they want to live together forever? Do they want children? Do they want a home? Do they want to live in a tent for the rest of their lives? Um, Finances are another big thing that people forget to talk about at the start of relationships, you know? It's another big thing that really can you know, get in the gears that we really do need to talk about. So these are really important things, but also we need to celebrate each other's differences. Yeah. yeah. Because I suppose yeah. if you're a couple, you're, well, it's complementing each other is, would be exactly. the important thing here. Exactly, uh, exactly, exactly. Uh, but, but presumably, uh, you know, there's lots of different facets to everybody's uh, personality. So some can be opposite, but, but, but does it also help if some of them are, are quite similar? Yeah, yes, you know, I mean, you know as well as I do, you see couples and you go, how does that work? But it works, you know, and you see other couples and you're like, ah, they've got it together. And the next thing you hear, they split up, you know. 
what love, what is love, what does it mean, where does it come from, how does it feel, love is a mystery. If we get that, if we got that figured out, sure, wouldn't it be great, you know? Yeah. But, now, yeah, but you, had the, you have this idea about the four centres. What are the four centres yeah, and, and what are they so, supposed to do to each other, if you know what I mean? <laughs> so in my world, we would talk about your head, your heart, your gut and your sex centre. Yeah. Mm. So you could meet someone in the pub and snog the face of them and your sex center is on fire for that person yeah yeah but there's some wee niggle in your gut that goes this person is not good for me (laughs) i know this person is the same that i've picked 15 times and i know where this goes you know Mm. and so it's about getting all four it's about being um it's our head being in the right place maybe the person who said about um, was it spelling mistakes or something, you know, maybe that you want someone who's the same intellect as you or that has the same um, ideas about politics or things like that. So, you know, your, your intellect, you want to be an, on a similar level. You want that heart feeling. You want that little heart flutter, you know, when you see you see the person and you want that in your gut too. Like, I know this person is good for me. Mm. I know this person is really healthy for me. There's a a core human need is that we should be accepted for exactly our authentic self. So having someone accept us for our our authentic self is one of the most magical things we could ever, ever hope for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we feel it in the gut. And then your sex center, obviously you need a spark. You need to be attracted to the person. So if we can get all these four in balance that would be an awesome thing yeah is is a part of that at least if you're working with couples that someone might say here are my core values or this is the mm-hmm. kind of person i am but i suppose to a certain extent it's true for all of us we're slightly delusional about the sort of person <laughs> we are yeah we uh, we 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 do two things we either rose color glasses it or we don't think enough of ourselves yeah mm. um and you have to also remember it's in relationship that we actually get to know ourselves even better. Yes. There's very little self-development when we are by ourselves, when we are now obviously in therapy and uh, all those sort of things. But in relationship, it's where things come up for us and we're like, hmm, I had to look at that. Why do I think like that? It's in relationships with your friends even. Your friend says something and you go, oh, do I believe that? Do I agree with that? Let me think about that. So it's in all these relationships that we learn about ourselves and we develop, question ourselves, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Also, is it important when you're working with couples, is it an important thing because sometimes couples don't know how to have an argument without it getting to DEFCON 5 immediately? Yeah, healthy conflict is something I teach every day. If I could teach everyone in Ireland how to do healthy conflict, big, a big, big tool that I give my people is take the word you out of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So something has happened, a situation has happened, and I feel what about the situation? So I would say things like, when that happened yesterday, I felt sad. I felt undermined. I felt taken for granted. Not you made me feel sad. You undermined me. You took me for granted. See how it's different? Yeah. Yeah. Because when we say the word you, we push our person 
backwards and the only place they have to go is then to attack us with the you, you, you statements. So I feel statements are the way to do healthy Mm. conflict. Uh, Actually, one of our listeners uh, texted in to say, I was in a tricky relationship when we both did the love language test. He obliged after a few drinks and it was Mm -hmm. remarkable. We couldn't Mm -hmm. see how the other person was showing us their love. He was all about Mm -hmm. touch and I was all about time. Yeah, I coach couples all the time. I coach couples all the time and uh, the husband will say, I do everything. I pick up the kids. I do the house. I, you know, I don't know anybody who does as many jobs as me. And the wife might say, I don't care. I feel lonely. Mm. So her love language is clearly time and possibly words of affirmation. His love language is acts of service. He's loving her how he wants to receive love, not how she wants to be loved. Yeah, the the fact that people do that in different ways, is that something they learned in their own families? Well, there's a lot of research now being done around it. Either, either it was what you received at home that you really liked or what you didn't receive at home. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. it's probably, yeah, it's probably <laughs> the, what they didn't receive at home. Uh, they weren't given a nice yeah, form could, to well, fill for, out. For me, it is anyway. <laughs> for me, it is. Uh, Lisa, thanks a million for and speaking with us today. Uh, that was uh, Lisa McFarlane there, our relationship coach uh, in Belfast. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.